This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, happy publishing day to everybody, or happy book day, happy author day. We'll call all of them all at once. That's my attitude. And one of the things that I have said for a gazillion years is that, well, maybe not a gazillion years. I don't know how long social media has been around, but since social media has been around, (laughs) it's that you got to get on it. And although it's not the only town hall for your book marketing, it is an essential town hall. And if you choose to ignore it or you think that you just don't have the time, one of the things that we're going to be doing in this two-part edition of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing, is really to break it down for you and look at the key elements that you might be considering so that you can get some sanity back into it. So I couldn't think of anyone having with me during this time than Melody Jones, who really is the aspirin for social media. And maybe we ought to say it's ibuprofen or Aleve, or I'm not quite sure. But it's, <laughs> it's, it is true medication. Um, and Melody's got a whole strew of tips and tricks and strategies that will really bring sanity back into it because I think she and I are the first to agree it is easy to get out of control here and to go down the wrong hole um, and, and not do yourself any good. So today, social media expert, our aspirin um, uh, solution, Melody Jones will be with us. Um, for this week and the following week as we look at social media, really the strategies, how to to really make it work for you. She's the creator of the Social Media Aspirin for Writers and Authors Community Online. And if you want to go find that, you just go to socialmediaaspirin.com. And it's an interactive community that focuses on helping both writers and authors learn how to use social media effectively as well as to incorporate it into building an all-important and essential must-have platform. You get daily actionable tips. You get a lively weekly Q&A with Melody herself. And you get monthly learning labs where she digs dive into the nuts and bolts of the entire social media community, connectors, and fellow authors and writers, as well as expert guests, member spotlights. She does giveaways. Who doesn't love a giveaway? And members only discounts. So, Melody, welcome back to Author You, your guide to book publishing. Hey, uh, thanks so much. Excuse me. I maybe oh. I need more coffee. Thank you. Thank you, Judith. More coffee. Get, get, get that coffee pot out. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much. I'm very excited about my. 
community um, online for, for writers and authors because I found that um, repeatedly authors and writers would both tell me they're very confused on social media and they just want a place to go to learn, to learn. And so that's why we have this community online. Well, and I, you know, I think the online communities are really good. They're essential having forums that people can chat with. I, I think one of the problems, Melody, is there's just so much you don't know where to go. Do you feel that that's one of the issues that keeps popping up? It does pop up. Even even for those of us in the industry of social media, um, yeah. there's just, there's just ah, boy, information overload and so much out there. And just mm-hmm. so it's just hard to wrangle it all in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even those of us that work in it have to work pretty hard at really streamlining our time and our and our education and so forth to keep up with what the latest is. And so a community is one way um, I have found to sort of funnel in all of those changes out there. I can funnel that in and put it into a into a format in a way that authors and writers can understand it. They don't have to interpret it. I interpret it. And then I share that in and say, here's how you can use what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. It's really essential. So everyone, write down social media aspirin um, <laughs> dot com and and make that as one as your go to stopping points. Um, I mean, I for one uh, find that social media can be one of the big time sucks of all time, and it's, it's really hard to figure out, you know, where to go versus people just throwing stuff out there all the time versus a dedicated. So is this a, is, is this a members only site? It no? is. It's a membership. It is. Yes. It's a membership site and there's a uh, two fee structures to, to join in. You can do it at a monthly level or an annual level. Of course, the annual level is going to uh, be a little more cost effective. And the way I, uh, one of the reasons I put that together is anytime I had authors and writers contact me for help with social media, uh, there would be a, a pause on how much it would cost them quite frankly, for me to handle it. And so I came up with a budget-friendly way to um, give authors and writers a chance to have access to me and the expertise I have, but at a budget-friendly price, because we know, you know, we know we all, uh, we all look at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So, yep, we have two, two memberships uh, levels to suit people's needs. Well, and, and do you want to share what those are, or do you want to? I certainly may, the, yes, website. I certainly can, yeah. yes. <laughs> so the annual the annual plan equals out to forty nine ninety nine a month, and that's a it's a five ninety nine a year. Or if somebody just wants to come in for a month, check it out. It's seventy nine ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. So you, do you, you don't offer a free trial then? I, I'm sorry, say that again, Judith. You don't offer a free trial, so they can do a check in, um, and then they go I, on automatic. I don't have a free trial set up for that, but what I can do, and this will only be for your listeners, uh-huh. is anybody that signed, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw that out because I don't offer this to everybody, but I will offer, offer it to Judith Riles and her listeners, mm-hmm. um, that if you join in and you come in at the annual level as a result of this show and hearing us on this show, you will get a $50 Amazon gift card. So this I can offer back. So I may not have, you know, the, the trial, but we can we can get you a fifty dollar Amazon gift card, and you're going to go out there and you're going to buy books with that. That's just my guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's one of the that's one of the perks I can offer uh, Judith Files listeners. All right, all right. So let's just kind of jump into. Um, I mean, uh, it's been two weeks since you and I've really talked um, at the last event that we were at together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. has anything? I, I guess that I, I guess. 
that one of the big things that happened last month, um, since we're now in April, but was the New Zealand massacre that was live streamed on Facebook. Um, I, oh, yeah. It was stunning. Um, it's stunning, stunning. And that uh, the, the all, you know, whether they do it or not is stop all Facebook live or anything live. Um, yeah. Unless it's off your own website, because there doesn't seem to be any control. And I have to tell you, Melody, I mean, I've done so much media mm-hmm. over the years that if you let something slip out of your lips that shouldn't have, like a naughty word or something or one of the acceptable words. Right. <laughs> uh, that They could immediately bleep you, immediately bleep you. Right. And so my question is, why can't they do it here? What's the problem? I I wish I knew I wish I knew what that was about. Um, I think one of the issues with social media has been a sort of sort of a maybe a lack of that type of control over it. It mm-hmm. sort of just grew by leaps and bounds all at once. Mm-hmm. And these you know the world has sort of struggled to keep up with that, and that includes things like bleeping these words or having some control over what kinds of things are being posted live um, mm-hmm. and having control over the legal end, as you know, is really touchy. Um, the, so the legal system hasn't even caught up with social media yet. And uh, most of us who are, are ca- more of the casual users um, came on board. Facebook is one of the first ones we came on board in 2010-ish. Now, it was created prior to that, but that's when a lot of people like me, the early adopters, became aware of it. And so we've had, here we are with nine years down the road. Um, in social media and it's just it keeps growing um instagram is the fastest growing so we still have growth going on out there but there seems to be sort of a lack of control in the way that you're talking about and i don't know you know i don't know the answer to that surely you would think that technology exists to to take care of these kinds of issues mm-hmm. but i don't know i just don't know well certainly um and instagram is owned by facebook we might, let's disclose that at the same yeah. time so yeah. Yeah, and they're bringing on live features now as well. So it's it's yeah, it's a concern. Um, and the, you know, I, I don't know whether our crystal balls are out. What's going to happen? Um, I mean, a lot of people are saying that Facebook will be um, declining in usage, and maybe people won't be leaving. They just won't be going there. I mean, they won't be uh, uh, removing themselves from it. They just won't bother. I, I just won't bother. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you this. This I know for sure. Um, growth on Facebook, at least in in the United States, it's flat. It's flat. So there isn't really that much that many new people logging into Facebook for the first time and adopting it for use. It's actually a very flat growth line right now. The one out of all the ones we'll talk about today that is growing is Instagram. So right now, the only one we're seeing very much growth from, especially in the United States, is Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is is flat, and and many of the thought leaders that I read are all saying the same thing: is that Facebook's popularity is going to decline, and it will soon. We don't know what soon means, but soon become second. You know, for for many years now, it's been first, the first you know first on the list of social media for users, but it's falling. It's at least flat, if not falling already. So that's where we're at with that. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, big changes, big changes with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be it'll be interesting. 
it'll be interesting. Right. So let's let's just do so we're, we're kind of set up. We digressed a little bit, but I think that is good to note that there, you know, these live events do affect what's going on in social media. And, oh, it, yes. you know, and, and you as an author, you may have input that you can tie into that and really coattail on to promote your own self um, and your books and your food. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author Use, the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, 
Build your brand and platform and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me for the show and next week is social media expert, uh, Melody Jones, who is the visionary, the creator, the brains behind the scene of socialmediaaspirin.com. Um, and I would encourage all of you to check it out. And we're talking about um, a variety of things around social media. And we were, we just kissed on, you know, some of the, maybe, maybe Melody, we ought to kiss on some of the ethics of social media. Oh, oh my. Well, there's a can of worms. We could talk for five days on that. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think that there, maybe for some of the platforms, there are some rules and unwritten rules that a lot of people don't know about. You uh, know, and all it, 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 it would behoove all authors and writers um, to get on there and look at the policies for um, uh, that all of the social media platforms uh, publish. They, they have, you know, ethics and behavior guidelines published. So all of them do have those in place. Um, and it's kind of up. It, it, they're so massive. Let's just think about it. So Facebook is so massive with the number of users that use it that ethics are really up to the individual to uphold. And that's the truth, and as it is everywhere. Um, right. Because I don't know how much governance there really is on ethics. You can report, you know, um, you can report unethical videos and posts and things that really give you concern, violence, any, any of that. Can, you can report all of those kind of things on every social media platform, and they do work on taking those down. I don't know how quickly they work. I think sometimes it could be quicker, but if you think about the global massive amount of uh, pieces of information being posted, you know, per second globally mm -hmm. on every single platform, it's a lot to keep up with. But they do. Every every platform does have a way to report questionable uh, questionable contact content. Excuse me. So there is a way to do it. Yeah, maybe more of us should be doing that. I mean, you and you and I have expressed concerns about some of the platforms. Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't really reported. I just don't go there. You just it, don't go there. Yeah, and and that's probably you. That's that's the the passive way to 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 deal with it. But it, there is, you know, maybe we all need to be more proactive um, and walk with our dollars. Or you go after their advertisers and say, we know you you're advertising on Facebook or Twitter or fill in the blank, and we're not using it anymore because you're supporting this violence. Or whatever it is that's bugging you. Well, certainly money talks. This is what we know. Money talks and attention also talks. And mm -hmm. so you might, um, the you know, there's different ways we can handle that. And and I think we're waiting to see it. We mentioned before the break that, um, you know, the legal community is still catching up with all of this. But we are seeing more and more court cases where, where um, 
you know, poor decisions and, and posts that are ethically questionable are getting brought into the courtroom. So, you know, it's going to come from that direction too. Yeah. Well, well, but court does take a while. I hate to tell you. It does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Okay. Doesn't so it, it though? <laughs> it does. So on the, on, are there some um, uh, essential rules that people should know for some of the key platforms, i.e. Facebook, i.e. Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram are probably going to be the, the top five. Uh, YouTube would be the other one. Yes, and I, I, I don't have it necessarily on my list to talk about, but absolutely YouTube is um, yeah. a big contender, a big contender in the social media space that often writers and authors don't think about using, but it's very powerful. Well, let me and, and let me ask you this, because I would like to come back to that. Um, okay. With Google Plus disappearing this month, mm-hmm. which kind of stuns me, um, being Google Plus. So yeah. what's what's going to happen to all that? Uh, Google has Google has published what's going to happen with that content. Mm-hmm. They have made a statement about what they're doing with all of that, and they do um, they do say go and grab your content off of their you know off of your account before it does disappear. They're saying they're going to. Um, you know, that it's disappearing, you know, they're just shutting it down and it's disappearing off of Google+. Plus. Now, if you've got any of that content posted elsewhere, it could still pop up on Google itself in Google search. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you're posting your, your blog post links and so forth to Google+, and that's what you've been doing, um, it'll still, those will still index into Google because you're, you have a blog that you're, that you're working with. So they're saying, I, I encourage people to do a little research on that and find out exactly, because I don't know that down to the nth detail what they're deleting, but they say they are. Okay. Well, I know 19th, the 19th is the drop dead date um, for that. The, um, my understanding is Google, Google is still the king of the kingdom for social media. For search, is that correct? It's absolutely correct. So what we need to remember for our authors is that Google does still index content that is public. So that means if on Facebook you have um, a business page on there, an author page on there, that is a public page and Google will search it. And it's the same with tweets. It will search it. So Google is still a, a, a huge um, entity that we need to keep aware of. All right. And, and what's the value of hashtags and things? So the value of hashtags, you know, this all started with Twitter and it was just right. one, uh, one guy long ago just one day said, hey, can we how do we keep track of our subject that we're going to talk about? And he's the one that started this whole hashtag, right? So, so he started with Twitter. Yeah. Uh, say that again. He did. And then it was actually the uh, San Diego fire chief who took it public because that was yeah. internal. That was internal on Twitter. And the San Diego uh, fire chief, there was a big fire going on down there. And he says, look, it, I'm just going to put, I, I don't know what hashtag. He says, I'm going to put the, the pound sign and uh-huh. yeah. SD fire. <laughs> and I'm just going to post all that there. And that's how to track it. And that's how the damn thing took off. <laughs> I'm telling you, it took off like a, it took off so fast. Like a fire storm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a fire. Good, good one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the value of that, especially when you're we're looking more at, at Twitter and Instagram specifically, is it's a way to hashtag a subject. Uh, and then people use that hashtag to search on that subject. And you can have very, what, what I call umbrella subjects. That's my term for it. So your umbrella subject might be that you're an author that writes romance. 
And so mm-hmm. romance is your umbrella subject, but maybe you're an author that writes paranormal romance. Maybe you, maybe you write historical romance and you would then hashtag not only the umbrella term, but the more specific term. And I, as uh, you know, an enthusiastic reader of historical romance, can then search that hashtag and see what pops up. And this is going mm-hmm. to lead me, as this is what I'm hoping it will do, is lead me to new books and new content that I can then consume and enjoy my life with. Mm-hmm. So Google is um, paying attention. So those hashtags, in effect, are keywords. And, Absolutely. Yep. That's a and, and those right. are critical for Google searches to include those in everyone listening in your metadata on your websites that whatever you push out your blogs everything that you need to understand this this cross pollinates everywhere. Did I get Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Right? Yes, okay. I love that term cross pollinate. Yeah. Well, you, uh, and that, by the way, is a hyphenated word. So cross pollinate. <laughs> grammar nerds out there (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely yes let's read just let's just remember and this we you and i have preached this for years and years and years if you post it out there it lives forever and that means the cross-pollination also lives forever Mm -hmm. it's permanent it's basically i don't care if you delete stuff off of there somebody somewhere ah knows what you posted so i have one more more question about hashtags and then let's sure a jump before we get into our next break um sure. thing we're doing two shows here um yes. that that for it used to be the old rules were with twitter that you're only supposed to use a couple of hashtags and i always use in court now i am seeing a lot more hashtags showing up on tweets and things as well as there's a gazillion 20 plus on an instagram post but I'm also oh, yeah. seeing them, Melody showing up. Literally, it used to be the unwritten rules not in Facebook or LinkedIn, but I'm seeing them show up there too now. Can you enlighten us? You know, people, so here's my observation with Facebook especially, um, is that people people hashtag an opinion or something funny. So mm-hmm. they might say, hey, hey, that's the way I roll, hashtag that's the way I roll, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, it's, they're not nearly as useful as a, as a subject search is what I've noticed. But what you can do, let's just say you're doing a Facebook author page that's public, mm-hmm. is go ahead and hashtag your subjects in there. Because what you're doing is you're educating your followers what your hashtags are, and then they'll know when they see that hashtag, it's your hashtag. And it will then cross-pollinate and can be cross-pollinated to other, let's hope you're using it elsewhere, is what I mean by that. So hopefully, hopefully it's cross-pollinating to Twitter and other, other uh, networks that you're using. LinkedIn, I personally am a little iffy about the LinkedIn hashtag, although I do see it being used. And it, this could just be my own sort of bias. To me, it's not professional to see it, but I am seeing it. So, that, so what, whatever I think about that doesn't really matter. It's, it's whether it's actually being used that way on LinkedIn, and I'm seeing more of it. Yeah. And once again, um, it can just it's a it's a way of sort of um, you know training your followers and your fans and, and and your people that pay attention to you what you hashtag on, and then they'll start to associate that with you. So that that can have value on LinkedIn as well, and and for search as well. well then maybe maybe what you ought to consider doing. We got 30 seconds. We're going to take a break here. Okay. Maybe what for LinkedIn and things, because I use LinkedIn a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. you do your clean text without the hashtags and add them at the tail end, and then people can choose to see what they are, ignore them. But they're there for that cross-reference. That's what I'm going to suggest. I like that, too. It's just a cleaner, more professional layout for what you're trying to say. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. That takes care of that. All right, we're going to be right back. We're talking about 
to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged event. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we've got our engines revved up. Social media is churning here. Um, we're going to be using hashtags, everybody. So, but just, I think what Melody Jones said is for LinkedIn, let's add them to the tail end instead of incorporating on the internal, like we often do for Twitter. Um, 
and 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 basically what you do is you do that for the Instagram primarily, don't you, Melody? Adam yes, just both uh, them on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the st- standard right now is people put it at the end, or they you can also put it on Instagram in comments, and it will still has has the same punch, still has the same yeah. search capability. So that's one way. And I will just very quickly say um, you can do as many as you can do many uh, up to thirty, I believe hashtags. You can do a lot of hashtags on Instagram, but you want to keep it to about eleven, which is still a lot. But it's but it, you're not penalized in any way for that. And that's so far. That's where people get the best uh, footing on Instagram is eleven hashtags. But make them make them pertinent. Don't put you know if you're talking about tea, don't say coffee. So, <laughs> believe I see that. <laughs> okay. So this this is what, or or maybe you might want to do beverage, and then that or a hot beverage, or maybe you know that's right. So deals. But I'm going to tell everyone when you're looking for your hashtags, my favorite tool is hashtagify.me. And I am starting to look for that. And then the second part is that if you've got comparables or competitors who that you're in the same space talking about, check out what they're using and do some coattailing. I'm just going to say that is what I would be playing with. In there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a standard marketing thing that that marketers do. And so get out yeah. there and check out your competition. There's nothing wrong with that. See what they're doing. Um, see what works, what doesn't, and can you coattail a little bit? And sometimes you can without stepping on toes. Well, you know, and I'll, I'll just do an ad. One of our um, authors within the Author You community um, just did a crowdfunding, and I won't step in and help them. I mean, I mean, I guide them, or if they come from me consulting, but I am not going to open up my bandwidth of contacts until they get to eighty percent, because I want them to do. They got to do the work. But I sat down in a half hour and I put together a, a dozen tweets and pushing and several Facebook postings. And I put out over 50 tweets. I actually have a few more going. But we did on on a Sunday morning, early in the morning, we crossed over her goal line. And wow. she fully funded. Um, I mean, and I waited till she got to the 80 percent and then I got in. But but it, it was stunning to me how she could not get through um, she could not get her head around the hashtag thing and the value of hashtags and how it opens up other windows and doors and opportunities and viewer possibilities that you never would have gone down that channel. She could not do that. She really had very little social media contact. And so I opened up my bandwidth and did the push out and, and she went over and I said, she says, well, I'm going to stop. And I said, you're not, you're not going to stop. You keep oh, going. No. You keep going and over fun because it'll see the next book. So that's right. It, keep riding that wave. Absolutely. Yeah. It it so hashtags have huge power. Understand them and use them. I think that's what Melanie are both saying here. Don't don't absolutely. Stop. All right. So so let's identify. We've kissed on it. So Melody, go through the top five. Maybe we say the top six. We'll add YouTube on. We'll add YouTube in there. So let's just we'll just throw YouTube on the list right now. But currently, yeah. it's still it's still Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Pinterest. And we'll right. throw YouTube in there. That yeah. doesn't mean so when we talk about these top ones, that doesn't mean there aren't others out there um, that are useful. You know, there mm-hmm. are, but these are the ones. These are the standard ones every know everybody usually knows about and at least knows of, um, and that have right now that have the biggest audiences. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and that's what you want to play. That also means you you pay attention to what's coming along. But it also means everyone listening in, you're not going to be kissing them all. And I think that's where they get in trouble, Melody. They think they oh. have to do things. Oh, my goodness. So rule number one, this is advice I give. Uh, um, I believe it's advice Judith gives. You do not need to be everywhere on every social media platform. In fact, I strictly forbid it. <laughs> and the reason is your, your target audience for your book is not everywhere. They're just somewhere. So it's your job to figure out what platform do they use, and that's where you go. And maybe they use two primarily. Mm-hmm. So when, but if you're, if you're new to this, start with one, figure out where your audience hangs out. Maybe it's on, you know, maybe it's on LinkedIn. If you have a, if you're doing a nonfiction subject that, that relates to a business, you know, the business world really well, LinkedIn is where you want to be probably. And so focus there, learn what you need to know about how to operate on LinkedIn, get good at it. And if you find that your target audience does use a second one, go ahead and launch into that. But I wouldn't, you know, for most authors, I would, I would stick with one or two and get good at those and really work them. You don't need to be everywhere. It, it's like that squirrel sy- syndrome, you know, where you see the, the next thing, oh, Twitter, oh, LinkedIn, oh, Pinterest. No, you don't need to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the way you, you sort of reduce your overwhelm. Get good at one or two and make those work for you. So if I, if I had a, a, which I do have a lot of business nonfiction authors, two yeah. sites I'm going to recommend to them are LinkedIn and, and Twitter, because you see a lot of business books floating around on, on Twitter. And the other side of that is, if you, we need to say this for everyone, if they have a book um, that just might be, or a theme or an expertise, let's add in the word expertise here, Melody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Yep. That would be receptive to the media in any way. You really want to be on Twitter because the media does hang out on Twitter. They do. They, they the, Twitter is the most popular platform for current and trending news, and so that mm-hmm. is where the media hangs out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's just there's just a lot of things. And every one of you, just start and just start locally, folks. Just start locally. Go into your state, whatever your state is or your region, you have multiple states, and just put in and 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 just put in what's the handle for NBC in Alabama? What's the handle for? And you'll, oh, yeah. you'll get all their handles and then voila, when you tweet out, you just add the at sign and their handle and it's gonna start showing up in their feed. Oh my god, how wonderful is that? If, and if you do it, and you know, Twitter moves fast, and there is nothing wrong on Twitter with tweeting about a certain subject multiple times. It's okay to do it. Do change your wording, you know, because you want to, yeah. you know, a certain phrasing may not catch somebody's eye, but a certain other phrasing about the same subject or the same blog post will catch their eye that time. So you know, keep doing it, keep doing it, and eventually media in your area will notice you. What do you, I mean, this this is really hot for all of you who want to do media, what we're talking about here um, and going on, because Melody is so right on. Twitter's the deal. It, it, it tweet lasts no more than 24 minutes, folks. So that's why you, you repeat, you rearrange your words, you tweak it, you're going to use hashtags, but it's the handles that you want to know for your media that will get their attention. That's the gold here, right here. Well, and I, and I'll, I'll just let's just talk about Twitter and the latest a little bit, and we'll just launch into that. Um, 
and I think everybody needs to know that there was a what I call the great purge of 2018 on Twitter. Twitter oh, yes. finally got got in there and got rid of over a million bot and spam accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are trying to combat that problem because that's yep. a big issue. Yeah, I saw and, I saw three and four thousand people drop on mine like overnight. Right. Whoa. <laughs> And, and you didn't panic, and neither should other oh. authors, and we'll tell them why, which is they weren't useful, real people anyway. None of this mattered. None of those people were, were, were paying, because they weren't people. They were bots and spam accounts. They weren't interested in what Judith had to offer. So everybody left is. That's why they're following her, and that's why they would follow you. So don't ever worry about when you see a big drop like that. That's because they're cleaning up. That's always what's happening. So don't, yeah. don't freak out. You know, Melody, let me add on that with unsubscribes. A lot of people say, well, God, if I send out a blast, I'll get unsubscribes. Fine. They don't belong with you. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. And, and and sometimes hit unsubscribe by accident. I've done it. But the reality, I have. Yeah, we all have. But the reality <laughs> is that you knew you do need to clean out. I mean, I know that when we transitioned... We actually removed almost 4,000 people from our email list here not long ago. Absolutely. We did a clean out. All right. So, Melody, we're talking about Twitter. We've got about two minutes till our next break. What's on Okay. Uh, well, let me tell you what people are still not. And I mean, so anytime I say people, I mean authors. What authors are still yes. not quite getting is that video gets the most shares and engagement on Twitter. And I know Twitter is seen more as a, you know, microblogging is kind of where it started out, where it was just text. You just saw words, but if you really want the shares and the engagement, the video is where to go, and that's what they need. That's what you need to be using. And so are gifs. You know what a gif? Some people call it gif. <laughs> Some people call it gif. That's the moving pictures. That's just like a little snapshot. Um, those are popular too. If you can make a video or a or a gif fit your uh, subject matter, throw them out there on Twitter. Get people's attention. You know, I have to. I have to share. I'm seeing so many gifs are driving me crazy. It, there are a lot lately. <laughs> I yeah. wonder if we're hitting a tipping point with those. That's, I, that's my. That's actually. I'm, thinking. I'm hoping so. So, Melody, can <laughs> and, and can you give in in less than sixty seconds the best way to create a video, post a video really fast on a tweet? You know what? Just use your smartphone. That's the number one way. Use your smartphone. Um, if there's a current or trending piece of news happening, get on your phone, make a comment about it, post, uh, upload it right then and there. You can make it that easy. It does not have to be complicated. All right. So then once you have one up, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking of a strategy here. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's a good idea for all of you to have two Twitter accounts and you do on both accounts or with variation, and then you can retweet off of the other account. So you can keep repeating it and not have to make a new video. Melody, chew on that. We're going to come right back because I'm not sure how to quite do this. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty. It is the final segment, but good thing there's a part two coming up. I know, as I told Melody, we're going to do this as a two-parter because there's so much really what's what's current. But we really, as we get in that segue, Melody and I then talked for a, a minute about, okay, so how do we do this? So, Melody, um, for for adding the, the repurposing is the right word. How do you repurpose a, a short video? And how long should these videos be, Melody? Okay, so let's remember people's attention span. It is uh, so short. So short, it's hard to measure it's so short right now. So um, videos, if you're going to post a video to Twitter, keep it short, short, short. I'm talking a minute, maybe a minute. Because on Twitter, as we know, it's purposely fast moving. That's what it feels to people that use Twitter. It moves mm-hmm. quick. If you have something to say about a current um or trending piece of news that you're seeing out there on Twitter, a minute tops. In fact, if you can keep it, if you could keep it shorter, I would even consider that. Um, so, you know, at least if you're doing it spur of the moment, think it through what you want to say. I mean, you're not writing it down. You're not making it as formal as that, but at least think it through so that you're concise when you talk on there on your video and then just post it right up. And what you can do with repurposing, one of the thoughts I had as we were talking um, a little bit earlier is, 
if you can make a comment about a couple of different subjects within the same video, you can then tweet that same video out with different hashtags about different subject matters because it applies. And then the other thing you can do is repurpose that video to another platform. Um, Facebook is very forgiving and welcoming to spur of the moment video. And so is Instagram. Both of them are very welcoming to, you know, you just hold up your phone, you say some words and you post it out there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, that's and, and why couldn't you put it on your blog? Write up a blog around it. This is what repurposing is all about and put your little, put your video up there too. This is what you do, you know, make it easier on yourself. Oh, I love that idea. I love taking something. I mean, I, I think I wrote a blog. Um, I did something. I ended up with 13 or 14 different things by the time I was done. Absolutely. Just think it through. Like, how can you really get creative? You know, authors are creative people. That's why they write. And so how can you be creative about using the video that you did spur the moment out in the parking lot, you know, somewhere because you, you wanted to, you know, state your opinion or, or comment on a piece of, a piece of right. news. Right. Why can't you take You can take that, but you've got it on your phone. You can take it and you can then start using it in other capacities. Just, just think it, you know, think it through. How else can you talk about it? Maybe it's an example to other authors of what to do. How about that? It doesn't even have to be the subject of the video, but instead you can say, look what I did. And this is, you know, the response I got. You can use it as a teaching moment for other authors as well. There's lots of ways you can look at that. Um, and I do want to make a note here. If you're going to do video, and uh, this is one of the new things, um, new tweaks that LinkedIn has just made, is you can do native video capability on a, what they call a company page. And you as an author, and make no mistake, you are a company. You are your own business. And so get yourself a company page on there and you can upload native video to there as well. And this is a, this is a big deal for them to finally make this available. Uh, but you want to be a little more polished on LinkedIn. And I know that you recently, you recently did a webinar or something talking about video. Is that true, Judith? Yes. Yeah, I did. Okay. okay. And so maybe you can tell people how to access that and really learn how to do a decent video. And that's the type that's a little more polished and a little more planned that you can upload to LinkedIn. But let's just say you did that. You can repurpose that same video everywhere else because now it's very polished. And why couldn't it go on your blog? And why you could still post it up to Twitter. You could mm -hmm. still do it. Why mm -hmm. not? Right. And, and actually, we've done a podcast on photography. Well, which brought in video with Andrew Darlow on it. And um, and then one of the things, one of this, one of his suggestions was the best lighting besides this diffuser thing that we could get for on Amazon for 20 bucks. Um, that they, a, what we call a Medusa light. And the Medusa is these kind of ugly old lights that we used to have when we were all broke. And we, when we had, I know, I think they're ugly too. I have to say. They, they're, you know, they've got, they, but they, it's, you know, it's got five light deals and you just put in yeah. a soft light bulb in it and with a diffuser. And he said, it is the perfect lighting. And then he said, use your smartphone. That that yep. that was a one two three tip. Absolutely, your smartphone. If you've got a later version of a smartphone, they have out, outstanding camera and video capabilities. Absolutely, yes. it is stunning what they can do now. Yeah, it is stunning. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, absolutely. Okay, so we've got video. We're adding video. Anything else we want to add on to the for our Twitter Twitter uh, followers? I just want to say one more thing on that is that one thing I think authors maybe miss that's essential on Twitter is that it's an excellent social listening tool. Use it as a search, um, use it as a search for, for a search function like a Google. It's like a Google. 
go into Twitter and search on there. Use it because mm-hmm. uh, basically, when we've talked about what happens on Twitter, it's the po- you know it's popular for current and trending news. That's what makes it an excellent social listening tool. It is, by the way, the platform of choice for world leaders. It's amazing how many different world leaders are on Twitter that aren't on other platforms. They it's are really. They're all over the place. It's it's for just finally they've embraced it, and so it's an excellent social listening tool. Use the search function. You, you you'd be amazed at what you can find on there. Yeah, and it is amazing what you can find on there. So um, you could just, if you would just want, if if there's a world leader, for example, that you want to find out what's current or what they're talking about, go in and do the search, find out what their handle is on Twitter, and then you can just start following it. Amazing. It is. It's so amazing. Much, so much happening out there. It's worldwide. Let's use it. All right. What's happening out there? Yeah. As we go through our laundry list, so we've kissed on Twitter. All right. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add to Facebook? Okay. So on Facebook, I do. This is coming. Um, Facebook Hmm. Live is not new. It's not new, but it's underutilized. But one of the things that's happening is that um, you'll be able to, on your Facebook Live, be able to. put a link up. I'm not sure how they're going to make this work, but you're going to be able to sell products during your live uh, video. Whoa. And that, so I'm thinking books, books. Yeah. Hmm. They're going to make well, that available. That's a big yeah, deal. We'll, you know. we'll see. You know, I was trying to do a Facebook live like every Monday. I had so many problems with the platform at different times. I just figured the heck with it. The um, heck with it. Yeah. It does take up a... <laughs> Well, that takes some persistence. And I know that they, you know, they recently had a huge outage that, um, yes, last month month that threw everybody into a tizzy, even me a little, because this is my, this is what I do for a living. So that was, I don't know, 14 hours of not having Facebook. (laughs) It's a big deal. Um, so they, I think they're having, you know, they're having some issues there, but Facebook live is still, I mean, that's hands down. It's still the way to get the best engagement is, is Facebook live. That's just really. So, so if you're going to be doing the Facebook Live, um, how do, where do you want to start announcing out to people this is where you're going to be? So if you um, you announce it on your business page, and you also announce it like you do a pre-announcement, tell people ahead of time that you're doing it, and then when it does go actually go live, it does put another Facebook itself puts another notification out to all of your followers. That so you know, Judith Files is now live, and so they if they're on at the moment, they'll see this pop up and they're able to go to it. But you want to always talk about it ahead of time. So do a post on your page. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing it on your personal account. Just don't overwhelm your friends with a bunch of stuff that's marketing, kind of what well, they would see as marketing. But let's go back to Facebook. All your yeah. friends are not going to see it unless you no. pay monies for a boost. Maybe you're right. lucky for a dozen to know right. you're going to be there, right? That's right. Well, and here's another thought. You know, you can um, establish your own Facebook group. And I, I, I can't remember if you have one. I think you do. You do. You have a couple of groups, too. You can, mm-hmm. you can do um, Facebook Live within your group, or you can announce it in your group. Now, these people have joined your group because mm-hmm. they do have an interest in you as the author and, and your expertise and what you have to say. And they're going to be really your sort of for lack of another word, captive audience, <laughs> like they want to know or they wouldn't be in your group, what you have to say. So to me, maybe what authors need to do is, is um, set up a group around their subject matter or, or them as an author 
and they can start doing Facebook lives in there. And you're going to see better engagement if you do that. But that's what mm-hmm. it is to announce it. All right. And there's no reason to think you can announce it elsewhere. It doesn't have to just be on Facebook. You can announce it that you're going on Facebook Live other on other platforms. So let me ask you this. In your group, Melody, mm-hmm. um, if you announce it within your group, does that go out to all the people within the group? Or is it also restricted like they do on the personal page to just a handful or so? My understanding is all of the group members are able to see what you post. So what, so what Judith is talking about, authors, is that there is an algorithm in place on Facebook where yeah. anything that you post out there, you know, one to three percent of the people that follow you or are friends with you see it. And they, they do that on purpose. And so the algorithm is very tight about who sees what you post. But in groups, everything you post can be seen by everybody in the group. Nothing is withheld. So it's yeah, which to is, everybody. Yeah, which is stunning. Well, that's good to know. That if mm-hmm. it goes out. So maybe I will come back and play with that just a little bit. But just a that little was bit. a change. You might, you might, yeah. <laughs> well, yep. Technology, I'll tell you. <laughs> don't, don't you love it? All right. Love so it. Facebook. Love it or leave it. <laughs> it's going to be you that know, I, Here's what I'm going to say. Stay on it for now. Just stay on it for now. Stay active on it for now. And let's see what happens. You know, things are changing as they always do. And, and which is actually a good thing. Um, I am, I'm a proponent of change. All right. So here's what we're going to do for our next week. We're going to be focusing on uh, LinkedIn a little bit more because I'd love to have Melody come back and see if there's any way that some of the, the groups on LinkedIn can be resurrected. Um, oh, we do need to talk about groups. Yeah. Some changes please, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then let's get into the Holy Grail of Instagram and Pinterest. As Absolutely. We go and some Very of the trends important. and behavior shifts. And I want you to also kiss on the augmented reality that you introduced to several of us here uh, last month. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, start, 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 start here. <laughs> all right. Star Trek is here, everyone. Yep. All right. It's yep. all through you, your guide to book publishing. Melody Jones is with us. She'll be back again with us next week. And we will continue to deep dive into the wide, wide world of social media. a part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week